This is Gulf Coast Life. I'm Mike Canary. Thanks for joining us. Lee County is having a record-breaking year for traffic fatalities. As of December 8th, there have been 119 traffic fatalities in the county, including nine bicyclists and 24 pedestrians. Those numbers are up from last year and continue a years-long trend of increasing traffic-related deaths here in southwest Florida, while East Coast communities like Miami-Dade, Broward, and Orange counties have more traffic fatalities overall. Per capita, it is still more dangerous on this side of the state. In fact, Southwest Florida has always been more dangerous for drivers than many parts of the state and country, and we're at the top of the charts when it comes to dangers faced by bicyclists and pedestrians. To explore some of the reasons behind these numbers and this ongoing trend, I spoke yesterday with two people who have spent their careers advocating for traffic safety. Let's hear that conversation now. Jay Anderson is executive director of the nonprofit Stay Alive, Just Drive and a longtime advocate for traffic safety. Jay, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Mike. And Dan Moser is a founding member of Bike Walk Lee and a traffic safety consultant in Lee County. Dan, welcome back to the show to you as well. Thanks, Mike. So, Jay, for starters, tell us about Stay Alive, Just Drive and your work as a traffic safety advocate and sort of how long you've been doing this and how long has it been around? Well, we've been active uh, in Southwest Florida and now internationally in six. And um, our primary goal is to make people aware of the dangers of not only distracted driving, but unsafe driving and the consequences of those choices or poor choices, I should say, each time we get behind the wheel. Um, how much has changed around these issues since you've been working on them? You know, it seems like with population growth and technological changes, it's probably somewhat different scene now. Well, not surprisingly, it's taken what I consider to be a downturn. Initially, you know, the focus was on young people. But as a driving instructor, I spent a phenomenal amount of time in the passenger seat observing other people's behavior. And uh, it's quite shocking, you know, to pull up to an intersection and glance around at the drivers and realize that I would say safely 85 to 90 percent of the drivers observed are engaged in some type of a distraction. Um, We'll get back to we'll get back into that here in a little bit. But, Dan, uh, tell us about your work as a bike safety advocate and bike walk Lee. Um, You've been at this in Lee County for like three decades now, right? Oh, yeah, at least that long, um, you know, focusing on bike and pedestrian in, in particular. But like Jay, I'm also a certified driving instructor, um, but I concentrate on evaluations of people who are, uh, uh, at least I was, I haven't been doing much of that lately, but for people that have been sort of red flagged and um, one step away from maybe getting their license taken away by the state. Um, but the bike and pedestrian world is the same thing as what Jay says. Um, you know, the infrastructure has improved. Since 2008 or so, when Bike Walk Lee really got going, we, we really did get a lot of, um, a lot of uh, success in getting complete streets policies in place from the Florida Department of Transportation on down to the smallest municipality. However, the infrastructure can't save you from really bad behavior by the drivers. And that has definitely been, been worsened. As Jay says, I, gotta, I, I don't know if it's just distraction uh, a lot of bonehead drivers out there. I can hear it around me all the time from where I live. I can hear McGregor and 41 and I, it's like racetracks out there all the time. Um, so I, I, I think the behavior is 
really uh, worsened a lot since we first got going with Bike Walk Lee. I was going to ask this a little later in the show, but you mentioned it. I was going to say, you know, it seems like over the course of the last decade or maybe decade and a half, I've seen in Lee County a lot of improvements when it comes to, you know, dedicated lanes for bicyclists and things like that. So that has happened, right? I'm not just imagining things, but it hasn't necessarily translated to safer roads for pedestrians and bicyclists. No, it hasn't. Unfortunately, it's 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 improved access, but not the safety, you know, and uh, the, one of the things that's wrong with the designs is they're still designed for speed or people ignore speed limits, but the design allows them to ignore them. And that's a lot of times the, the killer for the pedestrians and bicyclists for the vulnerable road user. So far in Lee County this year, we've done the numbers and looked it up. As of December 8th, which was, you know, not too long ago, there have been um, 14,100 vehicle crashes with 119 fatalities. Uh, so far this year, there were 114 crash-related deaths last year, 94 the year before that. So we're seeing a trending increase. Uh, Jay, is it possible to say, you know, what is driving this increase? Is it distracted driving or is it population growth or is it all of those things? Well, I think I can sum it up very quickly. It's nothing more than poor choices. No one makes a speed. No one makes us drive distracted, impaired, not wear our seatbelts, follow too closely, change lanes erratically. It is nothing more than the poor choice of the operator of the motor vehicle. We have a high proportion of older drivers in this part of the world. Um, Is that part of the why behind these high traffic numbers, or is that even really Um, necessarily the case? No, I would say statistically, if you look closely at it, it is probably in between the ages of 24 to about 46. And well, once again, you know, it's those poor choices. And and I stress that, you know, um, no one gets behind the wheel and asks themselves these two important questions. Number one, is it necessary? And number two, is it worth the risk? Uh, We take driving for granted, and uh, like Dan was alluding to, um, speed now has become a major contributing factor in a majority of the crashes. Um, It it is. It's absolutely insane. You know, I'm out there on the highway with a student driver trying to explain to them the importance of the speed limit. In the meantime, I would say 95% of the drivers come flying by you exceeding the speed limit by 10 miles an hour or more. Is it just me, and you two can maybe reflect on this, and I'm not sure if there's data on this, but it seems like there's a lot more people running red lights these days, and it seems like it started to tick up right around the time that the pandemic happened. Have you noticed this between the two of you? Jay, you first. Um, Absolutely. And, um, you know, I hate to say this, but part of the issue is the lack of enforcement. Um, if you're not held responsible for, for your actions, you're going to continue to do it. And red light running has become paramount. Um, fortunately, there aren't a significant number of red light running crashes, but it does set itself up for failure in the event that something does occur, you know, when you run that red light. Um, you sit at any intersection at any given time of the day, and you will observe someone running a red light. Dan, what about you? Are you seeing this trend too? You better believe it, especially the right on a red with no stopping. Um, but, uh, you know, one thing, Mike, that I, I did the back of the envelope thing back when I was at the Department of Health and in their injury prevention program, and I'm sure it holds true today. But I looked at the difference between um, 
traffic crashes, actually traffic injuries, fatalities, and cost of damage. And I looked at violent crime and those three same matters, you know, um, injuries, fatalities, and loss of financial loss. And it's at least three to one, if not four to one, where the crashes and the traffic related stuff um, is much more dangerous Hmm. and costly. And yet, when you look at any law enforcement agency, even Highway Patrol, I don't know, even know if I could say that Highway Patrol concentrates enough on it compared to how much is needed out there. But certainly the other departments, uh, the sheriff's department and the city police departments do not take traffic enforcement seriously enough. Um, you can just observe yourself. You can watch law enforcement officers sit at lights and watch things around them and never pursue it. And then there's not even enough of them out there to pursue it anyways, when it comes to those that want to um, enforce traffic laws. I know. Just so I got to concur with Jay completely on this one. Well, I know just within the last you know 24 hours, twice I've slowed down to stop at what would clearly be running a red light. I mean, not even close. And I've had cars behind me that I could tell were mad at me for stopping. You know, like like I was going to be running it by like a second or two. And there's cars behind me waving their hands like, why didn't you go? And it's just it's yeah. really frustrating. That's a valid point. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the video recently um, where I believe it was um, Summerlin in Cypress Lake, where four Lee County school buses blatantly ran uh, left on a red light. <laughs> captured on someone's dash cam so it's just indicative it doesn't matter who you are what you do for a living or what you drive the mentality of people is traffic laws are not laws they are only suggestions i'd ran the numbers because miami-dade broward county orange county they have the highest number of traffic fatalities overall but when you run the numbers we actually have per capita a substantially more significant problem in lee county what is it about lee county that makes it more dangerous than you know like miami-dade jay i i'm gonna (laughs) jump on the horse here and stress the fact that it is the lack of enforcement of traffic laws, period. Jay, you've been doing this a long time. You know, when cell phones and things first came along, they weren't hands-free. Technology's really improved. Now you can practically do everything in your car if it's relatively new without having to take your hands off the wheel, basically. Do you think that's helped or is that still a distraction when you're trying to do those things just in a, in a more you know, technologically no, smooth way? It's actually um, creating a false sense of security. Someone who is speaking uh, to another individual while driving using a hands-free device feels that they're safer. But science indicates that your field of vision quickly diminishes to something approximately the size of your fist on the steering wheel. So you no longer see what is actually occurring outside of the vehicle. Uh, your peripheral vision is quickly diminished. It is. It's that false sense of security. You know, the brain is good at doing one thing at one time, not multitasking. So we do fool ourselves into believing we're safer. And then add to that all the new technology in vehicles, uh, warning you, you know, the stopping a vehicle before you hit the car in front of you, indicating there's a vehicle next to you in the lane, the backup cameras. They are tools in the toolbox, but you still have to know how to do it correctly without the aid of, of all this technology. 
I'd like to take a moment to reintroduce our guests. Jay Anderson is executive director of the nonprofit Stay Alive, Just Drive, and a longtime advocate for traffic safety. And Dan Moser is a founding member of the Bike Walk Lee Coalition and a traffic safety consultant in Lee County. There have already been a record number of fatal crashes in Lee County this year. As of December 8th, there have been 119 traffic fatalities in the county. That includes nine bicyclists and 24 pedestrians. If you'd like to engage with the show about today's topic, just find us on Facebook. We're at WGCU Public Media. And on Twitter, we're at WGCU. Use the hashtag GCL. So, Dan, um, I just mentioned those those pedestrian and bicyclist numbers. Nine bicyclists, 24 pedestrians have died on Lee County roads so far this year. It's not hyperbole to say that Southwest Florida is one of the most dangerous places in the whole country for people on bikes or on foot around cars, right? Uh, Not at all. And it's been this way As far as the rate in the many decades I've been doing this, I don't know what's going on around this county, but our the percentage of the bike and pedestrian fatalities as compared to the whole. So we got 119 this year of total fatalities, 33 of which are pedestrian and bicyclists. That is double the national average of what the rate would be of the bike ped fatalities compared to um, all fatalities. And it's like that all the time. We are always up between 25 and 30 percent where the national average is around 14 percent. At least it had been for many, many years. I don't know if that's the case right now, but we are always there at that at that percentage of 25 to 30 plus percent. And it's, you know, it's very, very frustrating as somebody who's been in this line of work for so long to see this continually occurring in our county. I I looked at some of the numbers you did, Hillsborough and some of the other big counties, as well as some counties that are closer to our size. And yeah, we're, we're off the charts on a lot of stuff here. So, you know, I don't know, we've been racking our brain for decades trying to figure out how to address this. And other than the enforcement thing, I don't know what else to say. What else could it be? Behavior is what it is because there are no consequences. You know, we, we teach a class of high-risk drivers, and they're in and out. We get people that are really horrendously bad drivers in that class, and they, they a lot of frequent flyers. They come back. They get back their license again, and they go do it again, or they drive without a license, and they just keep keep doing what they're doing. So I don't know what to say, Mike, on this one. Hmm. That's disheartening, Dan. Um, so um, when it comes to traffic incidents involving bikes and pedestrians, is it is it almost always the motorist's fault? Is it sometimes the pedestrian or bicyclist's it's fault? About 50, yeah, I think it's about 50-50 from the stats that I recall using for a long time. And I can't say I'm right up to date on things right now on this. But it was about 50-50 on who is at fault on these things. Well, not just in fatalities, but, you know, overall. I remember seeing a stat one year that, let's see, the FHP claimed that 90% of all the bike ped fatalities were the fault of the non-motorist, of the bicyclist or the pedestrian. I challenged that. I never got anywhere with it because I feel that that's really cannot be the case. If all the rest of the crashes come in at 50-50, how could the fatalities always be the bike and pedestrian's fault? So, um, but there's that perception and there's also perception by a lot of law enforcement that the bicyclists and pedestrians are just kind of in the way and they're kind of get what they deserve. And that, that's a frustrating factor, too. 
believe me. Can you explain, just to put a to fine point on it, what the rights are of a bicyclist? You know, if I'm driving down the road and I'm coming through, you know, if I'm on McGregor coming through downtown and there's a bicyclist on the road, they have the right to be there, right? And and I have to wait yeah. to wait to get around them accordingly. Right, right. A bicyclist has all the rights and responsibilities of any other vehicle operator. They're by law in the state of Florida. A bicyclist on the roadway is a vehicle operator. When you're on side pass, you're kind of a pedestrian on wheels, kind of second class. Uh, we don't have too many uh, limitations on where you can ride on sidewalks like many other communities do. We just have a few places in the core of the downtown areas where you're not supposed to ride on your sidewalk. But um, while you're in the road, as long as you're following the rest of the laws, the only thing you don't have to follow is a minimum speed, which would be obstructing traffic if you were a motor vehicle doing, you know, 10 in a 40 mile an hour zone. But for bicyclists, they have that right away and you can stay, uh, take the lane as much as you need to, to feel safe. So you don't have to be hugging the, the right hand side, although a lot of law enforcement and even some judges don't agree with that. The law is you stay as far right as is practicable. That's a funny term, but it is a, it's also a squishy term. But to me and to many of us, it means where you feel is the best, best place for you to be and not be put at danger. Um, Jay, you know, we are seeing an increase in Lee County and, you know, here in Florida, I think, overall. But would it be fair to say, relatively speaking, uh, motorists are safer now than they would have been, say, you know, 30 years ago? I, lo- I looked at the numbers and, you know, the per capita incidence of fatal crashes is lower now than like before seatbelts and things like that, right? Oh, absolutely. A lot of the technology uh, does prove to be beneficial. Uh, airbags, seatbelts, uh, you know, the, some of the technology in the vehicles today to indicate that you're leaving your lane or you're following too closely, such as the automatic braking. But it still boils down to the ability of the driver to maintain control of their vehicle at all times. And that's what I stress all the time is that you're responsible for the safe and lawful operation of your vehicle. And unfortunately, because we take driving for granted, it's one of the first things that goes out the window is is that personal responsibility. So, you know, uh, seatbelts, airbags, those started bringing the the traffic fatality numbers down. Um, Is there a next leap forward that you can imagine? I mean, if if it really comes down to uh, each person's ability to follow the rules, I don't know if a technology can solve that one. But is there a leap forward that could bring these numbers down even further like we saw with those big advancements? You know, that's a good question because everybody thinks, you know, the autonomous vehicles and the possibility of never having to worry about it. But I think just based on um, observations and uh, awareness of what has occurred, you know, using the Tesla as an example, um, you know, people get behind the wheel and they just they let their guard down once again. Oh, the car is going to take over and I'm going to be safer. And in reality, that responsibility for your personal safety, I think, is paramount. As I said earlier, nobody makes you do it. It's a choice. You know, you choose to get behind the wheel impaired or you choose to speed or not wear that seatbelt. And ultimately, there are consequences. You know, this might be a strange analogy, but it's always seemed to me that, you know, when you drive, you have some sort of level of anonymity when you're behind the wheel. You know, unless you get stopped or you crash into somebody and you have to meet them, they don't really know who you are. 
And it's kind of like the right. internet. You know, on the internet, you're anonymous, so you behave more badly maybe than you would if you were face-to-face. Um, is that what it is about driving? People get behind the wheel and they kind of just let their true natures fly or something like that? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, road rage is a great example. I have noticed an increase in road rage, and I think you alluded to it earlier when you said about the people behind you expecting you to blow through the light. Um, you know, they blow the horn at you or why didn't you go? Well, because the law says to stop, (laughs) you know, it doesn't say it's okay to go if you think it's okay. Um, Once again, it goes back to the fact that people no longer treat traffic laws as laws. The same people that go to church on Sunday, the same people that would never shoplift or would never steal from their neighbors get behind the wheel, and the first thing that they do is begin breaking the traffic laws. And it, it, it's kind of funny um, in a sad way that, you know, it, it, as I said earlier, that it goes back to the fact that we no longer accept personal responsibility for our actions when operating a motor vehicle. You know, there's programs through insurance companies where they you put a little dongle in a thing in your computer, in your car, and they can kind of give you a discount if you're a good driver. Is that a way forward if, if somehow there is a feedback mechanism that, that, you know, benefits people who do behave and maybe people who don't behave want to get those benefits? Sure. I mean, if you consider that, and I think that's a great analogy right there when you put two and two together – that you realize that, hey, I can save some money. You know, the cost to drive unsafely can become (laughs) astronomical. Um, uh, For example, speeding at 50 or more over is an $1,101 fine. (laughs) How many people have an extra $1,000 hanging around in their wallet? Um, You know, I try to stress that all the time, um, especially with my students that you're responsible, as I said, for the safe and lawful operation of your vehicle all the time. But if you don't and you fall into that um, little quagmire there where, you know, you start breaking the traffic laws and then one citation leads to another citation, Dan and I call it like the gray cloud that follows you around. You get stopped once, you're going to get stopped twice. You get stopped twice, you're going to get stopped a third time. And, you know, those speeding fines or fines for driving unsafe quickly add up. And, you know, I think if we began hitting people in the wallet, it's just like a DUI. To me, distracted driving is nothing more than another form of impaired driving. It emulates that behavior identically. So if we were to start saying, hey, you get caught out there on your phone or texting, and the fine is now $1,100 or $1,500 or $2,000, similar to a DUI, I think it would bring a little bit more awareness um, to the dangers of it. And also, you know, ultimately the consequences of those poor acts. All right. Well, that is all the time we have for today's conversation. I'd like to thank my guests. Jay Anderson is executive director of the nonprofit Stay Alive, Just Drive and a longtime advocate for traffic safety. Jay, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us today. You're quite welcome, Mike. Thank you. And Dan Moser is founder of the Bike Walk Lee Coalition and a traffic safety consultant in Lee County. Dan, always a pleasure. Thanks, Mike. And I appreciate the invitation to share this. 
You can find a link to the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles website that breaks these numbers down by county and year on our website, wgcu.org gcl. If you missed any of the show today, you can always hear episodes in their entirety on our website or wherever you find podcasts. Our show today was produced by yours truly. Our director today is Jared Gonzalez. Our social media coordinator is Tara Calligan. For now, thank you for listening. I'm Mike Canary. This is WGCU-FM, Fort Myers 90.1, WMKO Marco Island 91.7 FM. We are NPR for Southwest Florida. Thank you.